Welcome to the Who's Hooping Podcast, hosted by Sean Crow and Kari Williams, where we discuss all things UVA men's basketball. We look forward to breaking down the current team, what's to come in the future, as well as some of our favorite and toughest Wahoo moments. We plan to give you guys the content you love to hear, whether you're a diehard fan that's been around forever, or you just found out about the team this past week. So stick around, lay back, and listen to two average guys tell you all about it. back to an episode of Who's Hoopin', hosted by Kari Williams, myself, and I'm joined today with my co-host, Sean Crow. And in addition, we have a special guest host, Ben Griffin, one of me and Sean's friends from UVA. So looking forward to getting everybody on the pod today and breaking down some awesome UVA action. So uh, just quick round robins. Ben, how you doing? Welcome to the pod. Doing great, man. First time, long time. Happy to be here. Awesome. Glad to hear it. And then, Sean, how are you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, excited to have just watched the Georgia Tech game. And, yeah, Ben, I guess you're our longtime listener, first-time caller, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm loving it. Uh, coming off a great Georgia Tech game, happy to talk some who's basketball. Sick, man. Cool. Well, to break it down for everyone, we're going to have more of a fun episode today. I know we talked about this being a bonus episode, doing um, our UVA pick for the team, but a couple games were played and it felt more – like it should be a, just another episode within our normal series. So this is still season one and officially episode four. So to kick things off, we're going to be discussing the Albany game. We'll get into the Georgia Tech game and then saving the best for last with the UVA Pick'em. So starting off with Albany, um, another win for the Hoos. Don't need to spend too much time on this game. I believe this was like a quad four win for UVA, so not too much to note here. A couple quick call out, though. Um, Reese Beekman did sit this game out. Um, a lot of speculation that it's just to help rest his hamstring. I haven't seen anything officially stating whether that was the reason or not, but obviously he's been battling some hamstring injuries and just trying to get back to good. So good to give him a quick rest. But a big thing that was noticeable was um, some huge lineup changes, switching with Ben Vanderplaas instead of Caden Shedrick. And then obviously Isaac McNeely taking the spot for um, the injured Reese Beekman. So besides that, not really too much else to note from this game, um, but Sean, what were your thoughts on the changes in lineup? Yeah, so I was able to be at this game in person. Um, obviously, the the one change of McNeely in for Beekman was necessitated by Beekman being out with injury, and it seemed like, you know, with that one change, perhaps Tony viewed it as an opportunity to just experiment with the new five, so you know, Ben Vanderplas already plays, you know, about starters minutes anyways. Um, he ended up getting an early foul trouble in the first half. So he ended up only playing 15 minutes where Shedrick played 22. Um, but it was still cool to see, you know, a new wrinkle for us. Um, and yeah, um, to your to your point about Reese's injury, I was actually listening to the pregame show. Uh, John Freeman had an interview John Freeman is uh, UVA's play-by-play guy on the radio. He had an interview with Coach Bennett before the game, and Coach Bennett basically said that, you know, they hoped that during the holiday break it would be a chance for for Reese to get rested and, and healed up. But he said, unfortunately, that that isn't really how it ended up happening, and he kind of came back from, from Christmas, you know, feeling not quite right. So they held him out as a precaution. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a slow start in the first half, but – 
had a great run spanning the end of the first into the start of the second half and then took a took care of business pretty easily from there. Nice. Sean doing the extra work, listening to the pregame show and getting all those insights. The only other thing that I noticed that was probably big for this game was just uh, depending on how the season goes, UVA definitely has some point guard issues to address. And when I say point guard issues, it's kind of a little crazy to say when you have a point guard in uh, Kihei Clark and then also Reese Beekman. But obviously, Kihei Clark has been in Charlottesville since the dawning of time um, and just somehow never finds a way to graduate. Um, master student at the moment. Maybe he'll get an extra year somehow. Some crazy new thing will give him an extra year of eligibility. I'd love to see him stick around since I've been very gung-ho on Kihei this year. But with Kihei leaving, Reese playing at a high level and sneaking on some NBA draft boards, a big thing you always see is if a guy that's a bit older creeps into that first round picture, you likely don't see those guys coming back. So if Reese continues to see his name on draft boards in that first round position, he could be gone too. So the big thing I noticed was when Kihei was off and we were left to have the offense run by McNeely and Tane Murray, it did seem to struggle quite a bit. Um, so good news of the week though, was we also picked up a transfer point guard from Georgetown, um, Dante Harris, I'm making sure I'm getting that correct, hopefully, but Good welcome news, especially after seeing that game. So we'll have some backcourt help. Hopefully we'll still have Reese Beekman on the team at that point in time, but definitely takes a load off of Tony's shoulders, not having to go out and focus as much on grabbing a high school point guard or having to really hit the transfer portal quickly. We have it figured out. We can build that relationship and really assess what the lineup looks like. But yeah, probably the only other thing of note, um, before I kick it over to Ben, Sean, any thoughts on the uh, Dante um, Harris transfer or any of that news? Yeah, definitely welcome news. Uh, coming over from Georgetown, two years there as basically a full-time starter, averaging eight points a game his freshman year and then 11.9 his sophomore year. Um, he was not a very efficient scorer at Georgetown. Uh, his overall field goal percentage was in the mid-30s, and his three-point percentage was kind of in that Armand Franklin range from last year of upper 20s. So hopefully – um, it was on heavy volume and maybe not the highest quality of looks. So hopefully when he comes over here, he'll have uh, higher quality looks that he gets. And uh, But, yeah, definitely a welcome addition. We saw uh, Tony Bennett pass on a point guard in the high school recruiting class. And I think a lot of fans had a feeling that that meant we would be looking pretty actively on the transfer portal both as insurance in case Reese leaves, but even if Reese does not leave, uh, we he would be the only point guard, the only true point guard on next team's next year's roster. So definitely a, a welcome addition. Uh, one last note for him is he was also the Big East most outstanding player of the uh, conference tournament um, when Georgetown went on their little run to make the tourney uh, would have been a year or two ago. So, so yeah, definitely exciting news and looking forward to – seeing how he develops. And I think it's good he can get here mid-year and kind of learn the offense and get in the weight room with Coach Curtis. Yeah, must be doing something right if he's able to keep uh, Patrick Ewing in that Georgetown job. So he's got something <laughs> going for him. Ben, what were your thoughts on the uh, uh, Albany game and just the transfer news? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, for a pretty, you know, quiet week in the schedule, I mean, there really was a lot of action. To your point, Kihei really has been here since the dawning of time, and I feel like he is approaching that Perry Ellis conversation. So it is going to be quite strange not having him in a uniform next year, we think. Uh, but, yeah, getting that transfer in for some depth there is really going to help us down the stretch. And, you know, you don't want to 
expect Reese to be back. Um, you know, maybe the injury, if it, you know, lasts a little bit longer, maybe he decides to come back and have a healthy season, but he's just so great. You have to expect he's going to take that jump. So, you know, that depth is great. And then Albany, as you mentioned, it's a Q4 team. You'd like to come out a little bit stronger, but we were kind of playing a little handicap uh, in that game. So once we were able to right the ship, we really started to assert our dominance in the second half. So, you know, you'd like to see us come out a little stronger, but happy to see that we were able to to bring out a big win. So all in all, it was a pretty good week for UVA basketball. And, you know, we're getting into ACC play now. So it's a, an exciting time. Awesome. Well, Closing out 2022 on a strong note, let's dive on into that Georgia Tech game. So for uh, Georgia Tech, UVA just defeated the team, um, winning 74-56. to 56. Uh, Some quick highlights from that game. Uh, leading scorer for UVA was Kihei Clark with 15 points, was also leader in assist with eight. And then from a rebounding perspective, Ben Vanderpaws off the bench, ultimate glue guy impression of getting six rebounds. So... Um, Sean, what were your thoughts on this recent game against your, um, also, I guess your alma mater now, Georgia Tech, since you just got that degree last week? Yeah, that's right. It's funny. I was just down there like two weeks ago for graduation, but don't worry. I'm still a, still a who at heart. Um, and yeah, definitely this game, I saw exactly what I wanted to see. Uh, main thing for me was I wanted to see us shoot the ball a little bit better. And we definitely got that today. We were 10 of 22 from three. And it was a number of different guys that that uh, got involved from the three-point line. So that was all great to see. Um, we also had one of those vintage cavalanches, as they've come to be known, uh, spanning again the end of the first half into the second half. I think it was something like a 25-2 to two run. Um, and then really just kind of cruised from there. So, um, But yeah, Isaac McNeely was 3-5 of five from three. Armand was three of nine, so not a great percentage, but good to see him hit three threes. Reese and Kihei had two each, and just a really balanced night overall across the across the board. So definitely liked what I saw tonight. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, the only thing I would say was a little tough about the game. Well, actually, I'll start with the positives. I thought it was an awesome game from the start, just watching it. Um, Armand Franklin came out just knocking down threes. Um, it was good to see Reese in the game. There was a layup that he made where he was able to blow by his first defender. Um, great seal by the big man to give them just a, honestly like an awkward wide open layup to the point where I think he was surprised at how open he was. And I was laughing a little bit about um, a Reese Beekman easy layup was probably something that most casual basketball fans, or if you don't have a UVA fandom to you, you're probably like, oh, cool, that's a layup. And I'm sure all the UVA fans are freaking out. Like, yes, Reese got by the first man, got a paint touch, easy finish. Um, so for us, we're seeing um, Reese doing things that he's normally accustomed to doing, getting back to his normal self. For everyone else, they probably just saw a layup. So I'm sure there's some guy at a bar like, what the heck's going on with these people? Um, but besides that, I thought Kihei had a masterful performance. Um, there are things – he had a great day on the box score, 15 points, eight assists, um, three steals. Did have three turnovers, and some of them were a little hard to watch, but – just the way he attacked the zone, coming into the middle of it, making pinpoint passes. There was an absolute dime he dropped to uh, Caffaro. Got to make sure I have that new pronunciation <laughs> down. Um, but dropped an absolute dime to him. Unfortunately, the layup was smoked. But 
still just the amount of passes that were made that were just really pinpoint, really tight, crisp, just the difference he made being in the middle of that zone. And for those that haven't played basketball before or not as um, familiar with it, putting your 5'10 point guard at the high post in the middle of the zone is probably something you will not see 352 other Division One teams doing. I haven't watched all of them, so I can't confirm that. But very, very unorthodox approach to how you attack a zone. So it just speaks to the uh, ability for him to really just slice, slice it apart where we have the trust in our smallest guy to really be at that just most crowded part of his zone. So besides that, team shot the ball really well. Franklin, I do want to see shoot the ball a bit more consistently. Three of nine is a great percentage, but it is a little concerning that it started off, I want to say it was either three for four or three for five, and then the rest kind of misses down the stretch. So still got to find ways to keep him going consistent and strong, but good performance. Um, and then once again, Ben Vanderplas, ultimate glue guy. He's either scoring the ball for you, you can get your rebounds, can just play tough defense. Um, McNeely, great performance. So Overall, great day from the Who's. Defense was awesome. 56 total points, so getting back to good, and there's still a lot of things we could work on. So for them to give up 56 points and just have a ton of things I think they could still improve upon, that's just a great thing to be seeing at this point as we enter into January. So enough of my long rant. Ben, what were your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to complain about when you win a 20-point road game in the ACC. I mean, there there are things that – we could certainly clean up. I'm not going to sit here and say it was our sharpest game, but if our not sharpest game results in a 20-point road win, you got to feel pretty good about it. Kihei played great. Um, to your point, Armand made a couple of early big shots. And for me, my biggest takeaway is just how good this team looks when Reese Beekman is on the floor. I mean, he's a special player. You're going to be seeing that in in my take on all-time Tony Bennett rosters later. But, you know, we've got a chance at a real special first round player playing on this team. And we just look invigorated and the ball moves with, with speed and precision when he's on the court and everything just looks so much faster, even though we're still playing at a slow pace. So really happy to see he's out there, even if he's not at a hundred percent yet. I just think we, we look more like that team. We, we look like in Vegas than anything else when he's out there playing good ball. So happy to see that happy to see us pick up that big road win and now we get to play, uh, I believe it's at Pittsburgh on Tuesday, late night game. So hopefully we can start off with two straight ACC road games and get that momentum going into that ACC regular season, which we seem to always do so well and year in, year out. So I'm really excited. Yeah, big one coming up at Pitt. Uh, because of Pitt's win against UNC yesterday, they've now uh, rose in the net rankings to – get right into that cusp of it being a quad one opportunity for us on the road. So big chance for UVA to continue to pat that resume. Um, once again, uh, down ACC, which is starting to actually come back a little bit and uh, strengthen out. But still, we don't get too many quad one opportunities in a season. So got to make the most of them when they come up. But yeah, Sean, any other thoughts on today's game? Before I hop over, I want to make sure at least give a shout out to Jaden Gardner. We both challenged him to have better performances, had a great showing today. A massive dunk, which I did not expect, was in his bag. So, Jaden Gardner, great, great day today. Seven of twelve from the line, actually seven of twelve from the field, um, and then just looked really solid with that mid-range jump shot. And then overall, just great putback dunk from Ryan Dunn. Good defense, good block from him. And then Shedrick uh, had some solid performances in the post. So, now I hop over Sean. Any other last-minute thoughts? Yeah, just the la- the last thing that really stood out in the box score to me this game was. Georgia Tech had 23 turnovers, and 14 of those were were Virginia steals. So 
I can't remember the last time we had 14 steals in the game, but Armand Franklin himself had five. So really active defensively, uh, really disruptive in the passing lanes. And we had 30 points off turnovers. So uh, really great defensive game from us as well. Yeah. And I think the another big thing for uh, box score as well, that's super important. 10 of 22 from three, as you mentioned, Sean, um, the part we didn't talk about is, 10 threes is, I think, the most we've hit since coming out of the Vegas games. I had to double check on that, but seeing us hit 10 threes has been awesome. I think we've been stuck at that 5 for 18, 5 for 21, 5 for 22, 5 for 23, 5 for 19. It's been some really rough shooting performances from behind the arc recently. Even the Albany game, we looked pretty good from just how we played and how we battled back. Still rough three-point shooting numbers. Um, so good to see that upticking. Free throws could have shot better from the line, but good to see those attempts getting back up. And then as I talked about, just the selection of shots, 22 threes attempted, 57 total shots. So getting back more towards a healthier mix of shot selection. So overall, great day from the Hoos. Can't say much more. But with that, let's get into the fun part of today's podcast. So for those listening, we are doing a UVA pick'em for players that played under the Tony Bennett era. So We're going to have $15 budgets. We're going to go position by position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. And then we'll have a $5 player, a $4 player, $3, $2, $1. Then me, Sean, and Ben are all going to go through and select our teams. Once again, we have a budget of $15 to select our ultimate Tony Bennett teams. And then we will go from there. We'll debate which one of our teams we think we would win. Uh, We do not have a criteria for how we determine which team wins. Um, unfortunately not all of our UVA players make it into the NBA, so we can't battle this out in NBA 2K. So just going to have to be using our words and our feelings and seeing who can just be the most convincing. So with that, uh, you guys ready to get started? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, cool. So we will start with the point guard position. So for our final matrix, for those who are playing along at home with the $15 budget, our number one point guard at $5 is Ty Jerome. Four point guard, um, excuse me, our point guard at $4 is Lennon Perantes. Um, our $3 point guard is Reese Beekman. Our $2 point guard is Kihei Clark. And our $1 point guard is Jontel Evans. So, Ben, you're our guest host today, so we'll let you start off. Who are you taking point guard first? Ooh, I mean, this is a tough, loaded list. I mean, we've only really had four point guards in the last 10 years under Tony Bennett, you know, he really likes his point guards and he lets them ride. And, you know, I think you could make a really compelling argument for probably everyone, but John tell Evans here. And, you know, maybe if you're trying to load up on some talent later, maybe you do take John tell, but this is a great list. Um, I think one of the biggest bargains on this whole matrix has got to be Reese at $3. I mean, he is just so special we've never really had a point guard get drafted outside of Ty Jerome back into the second round. And Reese is probably going to be a first round talent by the end of his UVA career. So I feel like Reese at $3, it makes too much sense. Save a little bit of money for, you know, the two and the three positions where we are so deep. I like Reese at $3 here. All right. Got Ben down for Reese Beekman at three bucks. All right. Uh, Sean, who do you got? I also had Reese Beekman here for three bucks. So um, I two 
is quite the bargain. Uh, what a luxury to have a national championship winning point guard right there at two bucks. But um, I have to go with Reese for three. Um, I think we have the uh, fortune of having Reese valued at three dollars because he's in the midst of his career right now. But I think when we look back on it, it wouldn't shock me if we hold him in the same regard that we do Ty Jerome in London. So uh, just an absolute shutdown defender at the point guard position. I uh, really like having him from the defense perspective, but also running the floor. So um, I'm, I'm following Ben here and going with Reese. All right. I'm going to differ from you guys. Um, I've been a Kihei advocate all season long, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, once again, we have a national championship uh, point guard at two bucks. He has started pretty much the majority of his UVA career. He is breaking numerous records. He's been around for since the beginning of time. Uh, so it's kind of hard not to go with him. And then he recently has been doing a great job on the defensive end. So he gets the ball where it needs to be, as we've seen from the famous pass to Mamadi for the bucket to take us into overtime. Um, has always been great at getting assists. So I'm going to go with floor general Kihei Clark to start my team. Um, but yeah. Sean, you want to walk us through the uh, shooting guard options? Yeah. So our $5 shooting guard, this should be no surprise to anyone, but probably the best player in the Tony Bennett era, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Our $4 shooting guard is Kyle Guy. Our $3 shooting guard is Justin Anderson. Our $2 shooting guard is Devin Hall. And then our $1 shooting guard is someone who started under the Dave Leto era, but had one year under Tony Bennett as well, and that's Sylvan Landisberg, um, who had a ton of natural talent. Um, so, yeah, definitely a stacked lineup here at shooting guard. So maybe we do a little reverse order this time and send it over to you, Kari, first. All right. I got to save some money for uh, some of my other picks down the road, and we'll get into those later. But I got to go with Landersburg. Um the fact that we can get a second-team All-ACC player at $1 to fill up my backcourt. is not a big scorer. Um, we'll get the ball where it needs to go. And then Landersburg, uh, just great scoring talent. His year under Tony Bennett averaged over 17 points a game, shot just under 40% from the three-point line. So just an absolute guy to go get a bucket. So need some scoring for my UVA team. Kihei will take care of the defense. So I'm going with, uh, you know, going with him. Good choice. So I guess I can jump in here and go next. I'm actually going Devin Hall this time. I think that Devin Hall is one of the more underappreciated players of the Tony Bennett era. I think he's everything that this program is all about. He came in on the same signing classes as London, um, which I think surprised many folks as they were kind of competing for, for a similar role in, in uh, similar minutes. And Devin Hall is just another one of those players that kind of aged like fine wine under Tony Bennett. He uh, had, you know, a smaller role his freshman year, but then was a, a pretty consistent starter his sophomore year, but then really took off his junior and especially his senior year. Not a volume shooter, but a very efficient and accurate shooter at a career of 39%. Also a career 80% free throw shooter, including – 89% his senior year. Uh, so really, I, I like what he brings from a shooting perspective. Uh, he was a good defender as well. Um, he was a, he's not, another one of those big guards that have been so successful under Tony Bennett at 6'5", 210. 
ended up being a second-round draft pick with the Oklahoma City Thunder and has gone on to have a successful career in Europe. Um, so I really like Devin Hall here for $2, sliding him in next to Reese in the backcourt. And right. then can't go ben, wrong with that. Yep. Next, over to you, Ben. I mean, I'm so glad that we're getting three different shooting guards chosen here. I mean, first, I got to say, I totally agree. He's one of the more underappreciated players that we've had in a UVA uniform under Tony Bennett. I know he missed one of the last shots in the Syracuse game, which is still my toughest moment as a fan in any sport is watching that game. Uh, But Devin had an incredible career. Um, so I'm happy he's getting some love here. But for me, I, I feel like the, the only pick here is Malcolm Brogdon. He could do it all. I mean, there's a reason why he was a finalist for the Wooden Award. I know Buddy Heald ended up winning it that year, if I'm remembering correctly. But Brogdon, his jersey is up in the Raptors for a reason. Um, you got two natural ball handlers. He's a, a point guard in the NBA now. I mean, he's just so great. I know I'm spending a lot of my dough here early, but I got two natural soon-to-be first-round picks. Um, actually, Brogdon, I think he was early second round. Or was yeah, 33rd pick. 33rd, uh, 33rd yeah. pick overall, but did get Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's he's a special player. I love having two ball handlers, two high-volume guys. Um, give me Brogdon here. All right. I like the pick. I mean, if I had all the money to spend in the world, obviously we'd all want Malcolm on our team, but sadly we're balling on a budget these days. Ben, you want to go ahead and uh, walk us through our small forward options? Yeah, sure. Um, so I really think, to say uh, blatantly here, I think that the small forward and the shooting guard positions really were some of the deepest talent-wise. I mean, we could call out guys who didn't make the list at shooting guard, like you know Armand Franklin. He could have a great year and work his way into the conversation, but we, we missed Darius Thompson. We missed Mariel Shayok. And I really think small forward is more of the same. But the, the guys that we wound up with here, I mean, no surprise at the $5 range, we have DeAndre Hunter, top five pick, just signed a massive contract in the NBA, so it couldn't be happier for him with the Hawks. Um, but he's a, he's a pretty special guy, um, so happy to see that he's up on this list. Uh, next up, uh, no surprise also, Joe Harris, you know, maybe the guy that we expected to see also having his jersey retired because of how much he meant to this run, we talk about the Tennessee game where we got blown out and he drove over to, to Tony's house in his truck and really laid the foundation for this incredible run that culminated in a national championship. So Joe Harris is at $4, and I'll campaign for him to get his jersey retired as well. Um, at $3, we have Sam Hauser, who's had you know a very short UVA career, got drafted, or I, actually he may have been uh, undrafted, signed as a free agent, but he is – turning into quite the piece for the Celtics right now. And he was just a lights out shooter for us uh, at the $2 range. We have Trey Murphy, who was also a one and done here that same time as Sam Hauser, but turned into a first round pick and he's just lighting it up next to Zion. Um, just an incredible shooter. And then lastly, Braxton key, another one of those, you know, forgotten names. He made the crucial block in the national championship game to help force over time. You know, at $1, great, great value there, but incredible defensive value and definitely somebody we don't want to sleep on here. Yeah, and as you kind of walk through that small forward lineup, I just take a look at it. Uh, I believe every single one of these people for these small forward options are actually playing in the NBA currently. 
I believe Braxton Key is still um, playing for the moment with the Detroit Pistons. I'd have to double-check. Pistons aren't very good, so I don't really check too many of their box scores too often, but I'm pretty sure Braxton Key at least is still hopefully in that rotation. Could be wrong, though. Kari, I I hate to uh, jump in here, but Braxton was just waived about a week ago. No. (laughs) That's too bad. Braxton, he's going to live forever in my heart. Great guy. Ugh. All right, well, let's rotate it up. Sean, I think you haven't started first yet. So, Sean, who's your pick for a small forward? Yeah, so I'm going Joe Harris here. Give me a dead-eye shooter. Um, Joe Harris is also probably underrated for his all-around offensive game as a UVA player. In the NBA, he's kind of, you know, become more of a a volume three-point shooter. But at UVA, you saw him. Uh, driving a lot, um, getting inside in the paint, mid-range. He just really had a, a beautiful all-around offensive game at UVA. And he was um, probably the most impactful freshman under Tony Bennett. You know, there aren't too many freshmen that really have been able to start every game and be like a, a double-digit point-per-game score as a freshman. Joe Harris was one. Uh, he was a first time, or a, sorry, a first team All ACC pick his junior year, a second team All ACC pick his senior year, and when I think of the evolution of Virginia on the scale of a national power under Tony Bennett, Joe Harris is always the guy that I associate with bringing us to that level. You know, he was an early Tony Bennett player, followed him across the country from Washington, um, and really just kind of. Got us on the map, and uh, yeah, I really like the lineup I have so far with the defense, Reese brings, the all-around game that Devin Hall brings, and then the offensive prowess and shooting that Joe Harris brings. So that's where I'm at so far. All right, that's a pretty solid pick right there. And I have to agree, there is no UVA National Championship. There is no Tony Bennett passing or tying Terry Holland today. There is no, like, all these great accolades UVA's had. I believe all that definitely starts with Joey Bucket. So he definitely is the uh, catalyst for a lot of the success and change that we've seen over just the years in the program. But Ben, I'll kick it over to you. Who do you have for a uh, small forward? You see, this is so tough, but I, I look at this chart and I see one guy. You talk about the perfect price point, the perfect player. We talked about, you know, the do-it-all Joe Harris, who's kind of become a volume three-point shooter in the NBA. But give me Trey Murphy at $2. I think this is the biggest bargain in the whole matrix here, Trey, a first-round talent, has only gotten even better in the NBA. And I know we're focusing on college here, but Trey Murphy was an incredible defensive player. He could get to the rack. I mean, some of those thunder stunks were, you know, they, they, they shook you watching, and you didn't have to be in the stadium for that. You could be sitting on your couch, hyped up, you know, throwing stuff through a window, watching him play basketball. He was an incredible three-point shooter, too. Um, I know I, I love your team, Sean, but I got to say Reese Brogdon, Trey Murphy, I, I love this three so far. Got the defense, got the shooting, can get to the basket. Um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good so far, especially with Trey at $2 here. All right, and then just doing a quick check-in on budget. So far, Ben has spent three, eight. So Ben spent 10 bucks. so Ben has five bucks to use for two more spots. Sean's coming in at... Eight bucks use of seven for his last two spots. 
For my small forward position, I'm going to go ahead and be a bit of a big spender here. I'm going with DeAndre Hunter. First, I want to give you credit, uh, Ben. Uh, Trey Murphy, definitely a pretty good bargain pick there and definitely had a great season for the Hoos. Kind of crazy. Another kid that grew up in uh, the North Carolina area, so um, went to Durham Public Schools throughout throughout his time growing up and then ended up going to a uh, Durham Academy rival, Cary Academy, for high school. So definitely was able to see him grow from – small kid um definitely getting bigger and better and then from there going off to rice following his career a little bit and then just coming to uva so really great to see what he was able to become um but you know love for all my local guys back in durham but sadly got to go with deandre hunter uh, sad for trey great for deandre hunter um you can't go wrong with a pick right here i know it's expensive at five bucks but deandre hunter just a great athlete um able to lock down your best player Put it on someone's head if he needs to drive, attack the zone. Um, as we saw in the championship game, hit open threes when they matter most. Just a really great guy. Um, always had flashes, even when he was redshirting. There are a lot of people saying that this DeAndre Hunter kid is going to be really good. Watch out for him after his um, redshirt year. His freshman year showed some excellent flashes, and a lot of people, um, I don't want to take anything away from UMBC. They definitely whooped the tails off UVA in that 16 versus 1 matchup, but. I would have loved to have seen what that game could have been like if DeAndre Hunter had been able to play for uh, UVA that day. So I got to go with him as a awesome, just all-around draft pick. And I do think Kihei, um, Landersberg, and Hunter definitely put together a pretty good lineup as well. But all right, for these last two picks, how are we going to fill them out? So for power forward, we have at $5, Mike Scott. No other option here for that $5 pick. Mike Scott just the first, I believe, NBA player for uh, Bennett um, for the UVA side. Coming in at the $4 spot, Mamadi Diakite will forever go down at UVA for hitting that incredible floater to send it into overtime to help keep that championship run alive. Number three, an ultimate workhorse, Anthony Gill. And then at $2, Jaden Gardner on this current squad, mid-range god, and then just always able to hit that top really great bucket from the top of the key or just slightly from below it. And then number one, excuse me, for $1, a bit of a throwback for some of our newer UVA fans, Darian Atkins, always a great defensive presence and glue guy. So I'll leave this one off. For my uh, pick for power forward, I went with Jaden Gardner. I think he gives some good floor spacing, um, a bit of an undersized power forward, but still good on the defensive side, helps move his feet. Um, with Kihei and DeAndre Hunter, I have some good defensive cornerstones, so just keeping a bit more offense flowing um, and just giving myself a little bit more diversity in my lineup. So I'm going with Gardner, and I'll actually kick it back over to you, Ben. Who are you going at the power forward spot? Man, this is a tough one. I mean, I got to say, when we were in school, I got to say, Anthony Gill might have been my favorite player. The dude brought all the energy. And, you know, I think we really struggled against Houston, for example, because we, I think we lacked a little bit of hustle. And I can't tell you how many loose balls or just extra rebounds, you know, Houston always seemed to come away with. And when we had Anthony Gill, those were our balls. You know, I, I just, he was a special guy. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I can pick him here because I love Mamadi even more. I think Mamadi is a special talent as well. Um, the dude could stretch the floor. He was so long. He was such a great defender. You know, I think he really more so than just about anyone else on this list really bought into, you know, the Tony Bennett program of red shirt develop over time. 
you know, he had started playing basketball for the first time when he was, I believe, early in high school. And he just turned into the guy that hit the shot on the other end of the pass from Kihei Clark. And he was such a big piece for us down the stretch. I love Mamadi here, and I think I got to take him. All right. Nice. Yeah, I, mean, I believe he was a soccer star over there at the uh, Blue Ridge School when he uh, came over to America. So definitely a late bloomer. But, you know, sometimes that those athletic abilities and just natural God-given talent definitely uh, can take you some pretty far places. And right now it's got him in the rotation for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don, did you have that power forward? Oh, yeah. For this, for me, it's a, it's kind of a no-brainer. I'm going Anthony Gill, and I feel very confident about this one. Um Anthony Gill's sort of that old school big man. You know, I know the direction college basketball is moving is and pro basketball for that matter is floor spacing, floor spacing, outside shooting big men that can handle the ball and shoot. But Anthony Gill was that back to the basket inside presence that just seemed capable of uh, getting a basket whenever he wanted to. Um, he was sort of a player I viewed as, Anytime UVA was getting into one of their patented droughts that they sometimes fall victim to, Anthony Gill seems like the guy to end those droughts. He was a third-team All-ACC player twice in his career, and I think he probably deserved better than that. I feel that he's he's even better than third-team uh, level. He was also an ACC All-Defense player, um, averaged 13 points per game his senior year. And, uh, yeah, I just – he was – to your point, Ben, he was definitely one of my favorite players in my time as a student. And, and yeah, I just absolutely love his game. So, I'm going Anthony Gill here at the four. Love that pick, Sean. Love Anthony Gill. All right. And then, Sean, bring us home. Tell us about the, our center options. All right. So, yeah, um, there's a bit of a crossover, I'd say, you know, a lot of our big men could kind of be classified as a power forward or a center, but we do have some true centers in this list as well. So our $5 center is Jay Huff. Our $4 center is Mike Toby. Our $3 center is Akil Mitchell. Our $2 center is Jack Salt. And our $1 center is our current center, Caden Shedrick. So Ben, we'll, we'll let you do the honors. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's been doing math with me here, but I'm left with $1. And I actually think this is a dollar well spent in Caden Shedrick here. Um, I love Jay Huff. I personally thought he had a real chance of being a first-round talent just because of his length, his his shooting. And he was one of my favorite players. He probably was my favorite player on that team with Trey Murphy and with Sam Hauser. You know, a great team. Mike Toby's a legend. You know, he was a great center for a long time. Same with Akil, the other senior on that team with uh, with Joe Harris that kind of took us to national prominence. Jack Salt played big minutes for us in the championship as well. Uh, but I, I love Caden's versatility. I know he's still young. He I, I know he fouls a lot, and he seems to get elbowed in the face or pu- pushed around by every center he seems to be going up against. But uh, he's tough. He gets better. I love his ability to drive to the lane. You know, he's a pretty good free throw sh- shooter, too, for a guy who's 6'11 as well. So... Um, I like Shedrick uh, rounding out my roster at the center spot. A little small ball, but I like it. All right. Can't go wrong with that, especially when we only have $1 to spend, so you're forced to get your option. But all right. Like those sentiments. Sean, what do you got? I am going with Akil Mitchell here. So Akil Mitchell, in my opinion, is possibly 
the best defensive player in the Tony Bennett era, at least from a big man perspective. I mean, he was just amazing on the defensive end of the floor. Um, And, you know, he really improved a lot offensively throughout his career as well. In particular, his junior year, he got up to 13 points per game and nine rebounds per game. And with how few possessions that we uh, play, nine rebounds per game is really quite an impressive number. Um, And, yeah, he's kind of another one of those guys that uh, was a developmental prospect that wasn't the highest-rated recruit, uh, didn't play a massive role his freshman year or sophomore year, really. Uh, but then his junior and senior year really came into form and um, was another all-ACC defensive pick. So I kind of really like Akil Mitchell to round out my roster. I feel like him paired with Anthony Gill, I've got a scoring big man uh, you, who can just take the ball in the post and score at will, and then an incredible defender in Akil Mitchell, rim protector as well. Um, and then, yeah, Joey Buckets, Devin Hall, and Reese in my backcourt. So that's the five I end up with. All right. And then I will bring us home. I'm going with another good old Durham boy, uh, Jay Huff. There it is. So at $5, I'm going to get Jay Huff. Um, Jay's another guy that watching him just as a player, super talented, stretch big, good rim protector, great size. Ridiculous athleticism. I feel like at seven feet tall, athleticism kind of gets not forgotten, but not as appreciated where it's just like, oh, well, he's so tall, go get it. But some of the pregame dunks you'd see from Jay when he had just freedom to kind of play around were just mesmerizing to watch. Um, In-game, great time with putbacks, um, driving on the lane, really, really long player. So I think Jay does a great job with my lineup of just being able to be that ultimate rim protector helping for perhaps um, some of the defensive laps we might have at the shooting guard position and being able to just clean up some messes. Gardner being undersized might need a bit more room protection there too, especially with helping with doubling down. So I just think he helps bring this team together and also do want to call out. I am 2-0 and against Jay Huff in my high school career. So got to hey. bring him back for – have to bring that up at least once. So, But I am going with my boy Jay Huff. So – for those playing back home, my lineup now is Kihei, Kihei Clark, um, Sylvan Landersberg, DeAndre Hunter, Jaden Gardner, and Jay Huff. And then for the rest of the rosters, Sean has Reese Beekman, Devin Hall, Joe Harris, who I have written down as Joey Buckets, his better name, um, Anthony Gill, Kill Mitchell, and then Ben with Reese as well, Malcolm Brogdon, and Trey Murphy, Mamadi Diakite, and Caden Shedrick. So... Guys, on paper, after hearing everyone's picks, is there anyone you feel like you wish you had picked up, should have picked up, or any teams that you just on paper feel like are kind of better than yours right now? I got to say, at least from an observation standpoint, and the fact that we really haven't talked about any of these guys yet is pretty incredible, but no team here has Ty Jerome or Kyle Guy, the backcourt that took us to our first title. Um, yeah, I know DeAndre was the third piece of that big three. Obviously, Kari, you took him there. So I'm happy at least someone in that big three it made it onto one of these rosters. Otherwise, we might not be that great of a UVA podcast. But I think that does speak to, you know, the talent and the depth and some of those other kind of unspoken teams like the 2014 team that, you know, was the 1B to Kentucky's 38-0 team until the Justin Anderson injury 
um, for example. But just seeing Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy not on any of these rosters is is kind of wild. And I don't think I would have expected that uh, before we had started. What I also think is pretty cool is I'm looking at our our rosters here. It looks like the only overlap that between the three of us is Ben and I both having Reese at point guard. So I think it's it's pretty cool that other than that, there is not a single overlap amongst our picks. And I think that, again, really shows um, just how deep and how much talent we've had during the Tony Bennett era. And um, really, there's a lot of different ways that you could – go about spending this $15 to, to build out a good team here. So I have to agree. And then Ben, for your point about Ty and Kyle, they're expensive, man. I got to say money somewhere. <laughs> well, and... yeah, you spent a combined, what was that? $3 in those categories. You were really bargain shopping at the backcourt. I mean, it speaks to Tony Bennett's recruiting. We do a great job of bringing good guards. And as you talked about, there's even guys we don't have listed on this roster that ended up being pros, such as Mariel Shayok, or could have been really helpful players just to even have mentioned and listed. So had to save money somewhere. Uh, what I did realize is that centers, centers is definitely the one spot where I feel like uh, during the Tony Bennett era, we probably could – we've had plenty of success, so this is just me wishing for more offensive or just dominant options. But – I mean, from Jay Huff at $5 to Caden Shedrick at $1, um, the drop-off, and not a, it's not a major one, but just, I don't know. The drop-off from Ty Jerome to John Tell Evans, who is a pretty awesome point guard himself as well, too, isn't doesn't feel as big as Jay Huff to Caden Shedrick, or I guess even a better example. Malcolm Brogdon to Landersburg is a divide from a UVA guy in the Raptors to a second team all ACC year. Or DeAndre Hunter to Braxton Key was an awesome piece. Or Mike Scott to even Darian Atkins. So that center position definitely wanted to save my big bucks for there. But looking on paper, if I had to pick a favorite, Ben, I actually do think you may have done a good job of crafting that good UVA roster. I like Reese being able to attack players off the dribble, Setting up Malcolm Brogdon. I like Malcolm Brogdon's ability to really set things up. Trey's ability to really be a stick em kind of three guy and then just hit those dunks when you need them. And then, honestly, really good rim protection from Mamadi and Caden Cedric. So, if I had to go back and rebuild my team, I think, uh, Ben, you may have one up me on this one. Yeah, I really like my team. I don't want to I don't want to definitely say mine's better than anyone else's because obviously I love all these players on everyone's team. I actually think it's really interesting to see Sean's team that is kind of like our college team of Joey Buckets and Akeel who were the two major seniors from my first year, Devin Hall, Anthony Gill being the rocks of like that elite eight run. And then you just transpose future first round Reese onto that team. You, could you just imagine? And I mean, London Prontes is my point guard. He's my, maybe my favorite player on this list. Not to overlook how important he was, but just putting a first round point guard on that team as well would have been really fun to watch as well. Uh, but shout out London Prontes. He's my guy. Nice. All right. Well, Sean, any thoughts in closing? No. Yeah. This is a fun little exercise and, Man, I think we can all appreciate the Tony Bennett era a little bit more after going through this and having to having to cut teeth between uh, some good players here. So, yeah, for those listening, uh, when you hear like, "Oh, you see these matches," like, "Oh, pick your favorite five NBA players." Like five, you get like fifteen bucks. Pick your best NBA guys. It is so much easier doing this with NBA players and picking like a top five for each one of those positions. Doing this for UVA guys, the amount of stats I had to look at, accolades, 
going through individual rosters, seeing who's who, find different guys. Uh, this is not an easy matrix to put together. So hoping that everyone that's listening can play along and have a good time with this. And if there's anyone you guys think we may have missed or that's just an absolute blatant should have been on here, um, let us know. And then we'll definitely keep fun ideas like this one in mind. But with that being said, Ben, hope you had a good time as uh, being the co-host and hopefully we can get more guest hosts um, throughout our time on this podcast. Thanks for having me guys. It was a lot of fun. Go who's all right, everyone. Well, have a great day. And then as always, go who's see you guys soon.